I, I want to be held accountable for what I'm doing. You know, this may sound like an, an exaggeration, but it was like the 9-11 of my career and certainly of making kombucha. Jesus is smart. This idea of income inequality, that always strikes me as a very, it's a deceptive term, income inequality. Well, let's flip it around. It comes from outcome inequality. Oh, what a time to be alive. I got the loot, Steve. Mm -hmm. Folks, we are here with a special, special crossover episode. We have Struggle Session here. I am Leslie III. I'm Jack Allison. And we also have the Grub Stakers here. Uh, I'm Sean P. McCarthy. Hey, Steve Jeffries. Andy Palmer. Yogi Polywell. Grubble Session. Yes, it's a grubble session. We talked about this before so the show, and they asked my opinion, and the decision was, yeah, we're going to go with grubble session. Grubble session. <laughs> I was against it from the moment it was mentioned, and it only made Andy dig in deeper. And today, we're talking about where our two pot overlap, because, you know, on Struggle Session, we talk about, you know, fiction and narrative and the political implications of that. On Grub Stakers, these fine fellas, they talk about how fuck awful every single billionaire in the world is <laughs> and i was curious curious you know if it was possible in the world of fiction only if there were any good billionaires because we're told in real world that there's good billionaires all the time but as we all know there are none but i was wondering maybe in these fictional realms in indoor okay in harry potterville what the fuck ever <laughs> downton abbey do any good billionaires exist so we're going to go through uh, a bunch of the fictional billionaires and see if any one of them deserve to live or if they're all um <laughs> being guillotined by us. sure and the good thing about this is, is since we're talking about fictional billionaires, we can talk about killing them without worrying about right. any sort of legal action. We don't even have to say this is a parody um, comedy podcast. We can just straight out say, um, wow. Judd Clappett deserves to die. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm going to kill him. But maybe myself. they finally get us for copyright infringement. Like they couldn't get us for threats against real billionaires, but we just mentioned <laughs> Daffy Duck and they get the episode taken down. Wow. You think Judd Clampett was a member of more hate groups in uh, the Appalachians or, <laughs> or in Beverly in Hills? Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was certainly providing funding for hate groups. Uh, uh, and probably, yeah, like probably like reforming, you know, the whole media landscape of America, like behind the scenes. <laughs> It's so funny because my dad, he's from Kentucky, and he fucking loved the Beverly Hills. <laughs> like, he, he, he's from Harlan County, so he grew up around, like, there's actual hillbillies in Harlan right, County. Right. County. They come, they live in the hills, and they come down from the hills on the first of the month um, to pick up their <laughs> welfare checks. Down. Yeah, they they come in the first of the month to get their, you know, dispensation. And he said, you know, they'll call you a nigger in a heartbeat if you see him in the, like, the wow. grocery store on that day. But he liked uh, Beverly Hillbillies. But he still liked the Beverly so, <laughs> Maybe there's something, maybe there's something, yeah. maybe Jed's got something. Maybe Jed was woke uh, for the time. Okay. <laughs> 
So Jed Clampett, I mean, Jed Clampett is just a guy, you know, who and this is going to be the case with a lot of the fictional billionaires uh, uh, that we I think, you know, I, I, as I was looking as I'm like looking through the list, like there are a lot of sort of like oil rich fictional mm-hmm. billionaires mm-hmm. because this was such like a mythological event that you could just like be digging in the ground and suddenly be a billionaire. Um, so Jed Clampett is one of uh, a lot of the sort of oil billionaires. But, you know, he found oil on his land and then moved over to Beverly Hills. Like, uh, and I guess the per- to to, you know, just to argue the counterpoint, uh, uh, you know, this is this is a man who had nothing and then, you know, became uh, uh, hugely wealthy. And, you know, should we should we uh, uh, begrudge him his, his success? I mean, he worked for it. He did. He did. <laughs> he worked shoot out, out much harder than everybody else. Food. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like they just cut out where he called everyone the N word. I mean, I feel like that was happening, but it just wasn't. He was out the there shooting food. He's like, "Why were you out there with a gun?" And he's like, "Uh, shooting food." <laughs> you know, I'll defend uh, Jed Clampett. I'll say, you know what? What he did as soon as he got money is that he went to Beverly Hills and made a bunch of snobby rich people's lives hell all of them hated yep. those damn clampets yep. being there um he vexed them to no end and i think if you are a billionaire there's no better way to spend your money uh than just making other rich people completely and utterly uncomfortable uh, every day of their life he's kind of a nixon figure in that way <laughs> <laughs> He definitely did a lot to own the libs. <laughs> like that was probably one of his better redeeming values. Yeah, I mean, look, I like the 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 real life Beverly Hillbillies, or at least they've like fashioned themselves to be that way. Are like the Duck Dynasty guys yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like they're trying to kind of like affect a you know they did it in reverse because they were actually like country club guys who then like <laughs> took on the aesthetic of like. Um, oh. Of what woodsy duck hunters or whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, like they're our sort of closest uh, parallel to, you know, uh, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. And, you know, I think triggering the libs is a good point because it's like, you know, I I think that they would definitely be annoying to other rich people. But I think they would also be some very bad (laughs) rich people uh, uh, up to some very fucked up shit. You know, like this is like... uh, you know, these are your they, like they're like uh, Ike Perlmutter types or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I realized the the new uh, Tesla truck. It's it's got all those flat surfaces, which is perfect for the Judd Clampets of the world to just cover it in triggered libs bumper stickers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so fine. Let's do give a final verdict on our boy Jack Claffett. I, I if my dad says he was good, he has to be good. So I'm giving <laughs> um, you know, Jack Clampett, we're going to take all your money, but we're taking that black mask off. We're bringing you away from the scaffold. Mm-hmm. You get to live. Wow. You can keep your cement pond. yeah i don't know i mean uh uh, i I think we'd have to see what went on uh with jed clampett you know that that wasn't on screen you know we really only saw his personal life we don't know what he was using all that money for (laughs) yeah i would support leaving him with maybe a couple million and have him be kind of like a a figurehead (laughs) yeah like he would be paraded around hollywood (laughs) <laughs> the only this is the only rich person allowed. The only, yeah <laughs> the only rich right. person allowed that would piss off all the billionaires if we just took all their money kicked them out of beverly hills, beverly hills and only let the clampets live there. i mean yeah, we the make a real the real truth is that jed clampett is like 
like Trump, actually. <laughs> like he's a rich guy who like was never accepted into the inner circle of all the other rich rich guys who like now is all about triggering libs and like appealing to, you know. So maybe Jed Clampett would be like a horrible president, actually, at this point. <laughs> I think that's so unfair. He is a good natured man. He's a wow. widower. <laughs> wow. He takes care of his family. He cares about his wow. family. He's not a Trump figure. <laughs> I, Let Jed live. I think he wow. should be um, uh, a monarch, but only in the figurehead sense, where, <laughs> you know, he gets to live in his nice house and comes out for events and like waves at people. And yeah. that's 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 all he does. The king of Beverly Hills, yeah. Jay yeah. Clapp. The king of Beverly Hills. Yeah. But you're all just saying he's a good person because they had to cut that plot line where he funded the bombing at the 1996 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> he's like secretly funding the Klan, but they keep that all on the cutting yeah, room floor. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think we can hold it against any billionaires for things that they made you off screen. So <laughs> wow. I'm a, I'm calling it right now. You're right. We we Jen should praise billionaires based only on their like public persona. Right. I agree yeah. with that. I, I am saying Jed lives. He's one of the okay. good ones. You're yeah. free to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm the I'm, first the first good billionaire on Grubstakers. Wow. Yeah. Also, wow. I'm 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 kind of biased because the the theme does mesh so well with Dire Straits Money for Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, that that is a, a thing of beauty. Uh, I think next we should talk about the Monopoly Man because that man, oh the Monopoly uh, Man um, himself. Uh, okay, you mean Rich Uncle Pennybags? That's right, uh, as right. he's canonically named. <laughs> yes. Uh, based on J.P. Morgan, so you know he's a good billionaire. Later. I think we, we should set aside about four hours to talk about the Monopoly Man. <laughs> um, uh, look, I, I'll be the one to say it. Like, I would personally kill this motherfucker. <laughs> not even, not even because he's a billionaire, but because I hate that damn game Monopoly. It mm, takes wow. fucking forever. I've never had a good experience with it. It sucks. It's a bad game. I don't know why it's so popular. Well, um, that's the fun of it is that it's a bad game and every, it makes everybody really, really pissed off. That's what the game is. It's, it's supposed to teach you, teach you yeah. capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I could never, I could never figure out if that it's supposed to be a parody or, or like just kind of a social commentary. I, I think originally it was a parody and it like was made, you know, sort of to, you know, the rich Uncle Pennybags character is like, you know, this is what's to me- like to mock monopolies. This right. was like originally made, right. you know, at a time, you know, when monopoly power in the United States like was looked at as bad. So like, yeah, this was like originally meant <laughs> to be a satire. But now they have like, you know, socialist mon- monopoly that like, you know, has like <laughs> vegan Pasco and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, actually, it was created by a left wing feminist named Lizzie McGee. That's exactly. Right. What they were supposed to be, it was supposed to be like, a, you know, a attacking uh, capitalism. And then, like, the company basically stole it. She never gets any credit for it. Mm-hmm. And now um, it's a pro-capitalism game. Yeah. In uh, 2009, the U.S. national champ Richard Martinaccio does a perfect explanation of the game. Monopoly players around the kitchen table think the game is all about accumulation, you know, making a lot of money. But the real object is to bankrupt your opponents as quickly as possible. Yeah. To have just <laughs> enough so that everybody else has nothing. Yeah, Wait, there's <laughs> a national championship? Oh, yeah. And they, <laughs> that shouldn't surprise me. And but. if you win, you get the dollar amount that the game comes with, which is $23,900. Wow. And the guy in two thousand uh dude in japan 
uh, named Yutaka Okada won, and he challenged uh, Masayoshi-san of SoftBank to play a game uh-huh. after he won because he was like, I want to take on that crazy mind of a genius. <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> did, did Masayoshi-san like immediately like, go into debt for hundreds of billions of dollars? <laughs> that's how you win in real life. That's how you win yeah. in real life. Yeah. Right. And Ooh. not have to pay it back. <laughs> I think I think the game does train revolutionaries because everyone gets to a point where they just like throw the board off the table. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, <laughs> but get this mousetrap is, or something. I mean, we can talk about how good the game is, but this is about the man himself. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, okay, he gets to be a fully ambulant person, whereas you have to be a fucking shoe. Right. <laughs> like a car. Uh-uh. That's how he looks at us. We're objects to him. Yeah. Well, he yeah. gets to just, in the middle of our carceral industrial complex, he can just pay $200 and exit jail at any time. <laughs> yeah, at any time. Why is the uh, thimble just slightly too small to be used as an actual thimble? <laughs> How come all of the jailers are white? Okay, what's going on <laughs> in the monopoly world? Where- yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that it's authorial intent that we're meant to want to kill the Monopoly man. Right. I think that this is a character that's like been designed to, you know, uh, uh, stew in like a 1930s, 1920s American uh, a desire to kill and anger. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's call it. Uh, I'm going to definitely vote uh, for we kill this yeah, murder. He's got to yeah. go. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's he's done. He's done. Yeah. Being back. Uh, right. That nice round head dropping into that basket is <laughs> so satisfying. All right, I, I vote re-education training. Uh, wow, you know, I, for a good five years, so that by the time you put the gun to his head, he <laughs> hails socialism before you pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah, we, we should kill him. Right. Uh, free parking every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah we didn't even talk about the human trafficking operation he's running out of his apartments on baltic avenue (laughs) (laughs) all right so next up i'm gonna uh pick one probably the first one anybody thinks of when they think of fictional billionaires and i'm going to defend him against all these you know dirtbag socialists who have dragged his name (laughs) Through the wow. mud, all over the internet, all over Twitter. I'm talking about my man, the man, Bruce Wayne. He okay. is, without a shadow of a doubt, a good billionaire. Wow. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I know what you're thinking. I know you're saying, what are you talking about? He uses his money to build himself, you know, all this, these weapons, this military ordinance, so he can go around beating up poor people, which is com- a complete <laughs> misunderstanding of the socioeconomic terms of Gotham City. All right. First of all, criminals aren't poor in Gotham City. They're all gangsters and they're all or henchmen who have, you know, some control over their work. You know, they do have to wear uniforms. Yes. But they're all they do is like rob banks and shit, right? That's all Batman is stopping. You know, people who actually want to be rich themselves. Like the penguin wants to be a billionaire. Why is Batman a bad guy for wanting to stop the penguin from also being a billionaire? One billionaire is enough for Gotham. And if you haven't noticed, every time Batman is Bruce Wayne is around other rich people, what's the thing they say to him? Oh, Bruce, you never come to those th- these things. Oh, Bruce, we never see you around. Oh, Oh, Bruce, we were had such a great time in the Hamptons. Why didn't you accept our invitation? 
Bruce Wayne hates rich people more than anybody else. He never wants to be around them. In fact, what he's doing as Batman is slumming on the streets in the parts of town they would never go to. And it's the only place he actually feels alive and human. Yes, he's a deeply sick man. Yes, he has violent <laughs> tendencies. Yes, yes, yes. But for a billionaire, the way he spends his money um, just to get out his you know pathological need for revenge and aggression against you know organized crime who are for the record um often italian i'm not going to say if that's a good <laughs> thing or a bad thing i'm just pointing it out there so i will say that bruce wayne also italian, being italian is a bad thing is a good <laughs> billionaire i'd i'd say that he's uh not the billionaire that we deserve uh, but he's the billionaire we need <laughs> I've been I've been reading Batman for a long time, and I've always my sense of him was he was a misguided liberal. Yeah, <laughs> and so I mean, all of this raw aggression that you're talking about that he could be working out by like buying up like child trafficking backed securities <laughs> and like laundering them through Goldman Sachs or something. He's instead using to fight like the Scarecrow. Yes. Well. And it's mostly like harmless to like most people, you know, and he does do like liberal shit, like funding boys homes. Now, of course, when he funds those boys home, he's usually looking for recruits into yeah. the Robin he's, he's doing program. child trafficking, yeah. program. Doing child trafficking. Look, it's and, technically and, trafficking and grooming. He's doing grooming he is and child trafficking. He is grooming it's them, true. but in order to be uh, superheroic fig figures. He's okay. also look. teaching them gymnastics. And that's right. a valuable yes. skill to learn. Uh, it's tough because, look, Batman is in the DC Comics universe, okay? And so this gets back to the question of, you know, and this is talked about in Dark Knight Returns and everything is uh, uh, where do these, you know, uh, uh, costumed, you know, super villains come from? Are they drawn to Gotham because there's a Batman or are they there because the DC universe is different than ours. Like if the DC, if they're there because like, that's just the way the world is, then maybe Gotham needs a man to spend all his money on bat shaped boomerangs to take yes. these people down. Like, but you know, if these people are drawn to it, like Gotham, because there's like this weird rich guy that is like, you know, exercising his like childhood demons by wearing S and M gear. And that's like why, what brings them all to this town. And like the town is just in the thrall of like Batman, weird like daddy issues like then i do think that sucks but it just depends on you know where you stand on whether you know is it nature or nurture uh <laughs> is this innately you know true to the dc universe or uh uh or is it because batman's in gotham i guess it has to be nurture because apparently his dad is uh mayor bloomberg <laughs> that's in, true i mean Trump. gotham is like really fucked up before you know like the the i guess that you know gotham was so overtaken by uh, uh mob crime that it was would just naturally lead to eventually people uh calling themselves the penguin and things like that <laughs> Sir, in in dark knight joker says to a, a room of criminals we need a better class of criminal so yep. I think yeah. he was setting up a petit bourgeois crime <laughs> ring that just needed to be eradicated, preferably by someone dressed as a bat. Yeah. <laughs> what if, like, just all the villains come from uh, bad things done by Wayne Industries? 
They just pollute. So it's like he's just beating up the people his company creates. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, like, well it, that's that. taking responsibility for your mistakes <laughs> as the corporate head of the corporation. You know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. He does. He definitely has to export the uh, sort of bat throwing stars because if those were made domestically, it would be really easy oh, yeah. to trace the supply line <laughs> to Wayne Industries. Yeah, I, I, I would actually say, Leslie, that we have to really look into how all of these bat items are produced and right. what conditions uh, that they're yeah, produced right. in. If there are ethically produced batarangs and yeah. bat gadgets. And you know there aren't ethically produced bat products. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, look, there's, look, there's sweatshops eight, making poison for Batman yeah. every day. 8,000 Malaysian children were killed making the, the boob plate for Batman. <laughs> you think the Joker's bat. You should see the labor unions even breaking up. <laughs> that's what he, that's the those are all the scenes that they don't show is batman destroying labor unions <laughs> yeah they're like you know the the factory that does the boomerangs is uh trying to uh unionize like we have to like break their backs like <laughs> he works with lucius fox to like lock them out <laughs> that's how he got so strong all right so see i think you're getting off track because you're bringing batman <laughs> into the real world sure, in the sure. dc universe there are no sweat shots because superman would shut them down if they were now, but I'm not as familiar with the lore. Do we know how Wayne Industries actually makes it, its money? Is this like Absolutely Oak Industries? Not. Absolutely <laughs> not. not. We really, it's really the, don't. It is so weird because we're so, like we learn that the Waynes have a bunch of money from like. In, like they're like old old money and for it's some, gotta be slavery it's yeah. gotta be slavery <laughs> real estate is what we've heard before real yeah, estate real they estate. own a lot of real estate oh, they're like also, uh, they have some family lore about like the bat cave was actually part of the underground railroad or some shit i'm oh, sure yeah. someone's I done that oh, that's sure gentrification that. shit <laughs> But we don't really know like what Wayne Industry does other than broadly like tech and they like think build like buildings in war in in Gotham City. But we don't really know like what the day to day is or why their CEO can spend seemingly uh seventy six <laughs> hours every day <laughs> fighting crime with the tr with the company having no problems uh, right. whatsoever. It's and none of that time going to jury duty to acquit the criminals he's beaten up in the first place. <laughs> Look, I was just reading Dark Knight Returns uh, the other day for an episode of Struggle Session, which you can hear on patreon.com slash struggle session. <laughs> and he, there in the first you know chapter of that book, Bruce Wayne spends millions of dollars trying to rehabilitate Two-Face. Now, if he was a bad billionaire, would he ever do this for someone who like tried to like kill him and his partner Ward uh, several dozen hundreds of times? Like, I think Batman, in spite of all his pathological need for, you know, vengeance and violence, he is ultimately, ultimately a good person trying to work with what he's got. And, you know, as you know, there are much worse comic book billionaires. Hopefully we get to him very soon. But he's not going around, you know, making arms for the U.S. government to use. He just uses them himself because he's the only one that can be trusted with the bat tanks and the battle rings and the bat laser guns and all that stuff. So I firmly, firmly stand with Batman, and I hope the rest of the panel does as well. <laughs> I, I do like that he takes government contracts and then just hurt, like, he, he'll they'll produce a prototype and then the government will be like, nah, and then he'll just use it for himself while, like, pocketing the difference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I just feel bad for the shareholders of Wayne Industries. <laughs> yeah. We're having billions of dollars of their funds diverted. Embezzled. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I hope they have a good lawyer for the lawsuit. <laughs> and Batman is finally taken down by the Southern District of New York when he's indicted for fucking diverting funds. That'd be, yeah. That's actually a very funny, that's like a very good Batman plot line is there's like a Wayne whistleblower who found out that there's just like... Hundreds of millions of dollars missing. <laughs> well, here, here's the, here's the thing. Here's what you know, because they did cover this in the Dark Knight. But Grant Morrison, in all his um, brilliant genius as a comic book writer, all right, decided <laughs> to make it official that Batman funds that Bruce Wayne and Wayne Industries funds Batman and funds Batman. Yeah, it's Batman, Batman internationally. So he like in the comic book. In the comic book, everyone knows that Bruce Wayne pays for this mass vigilante who lives in Gotham that's roughly the same height and build as him but nobody puts two and two uh together ever um thanks Grant Morrison for uh, I, now I'm, now I'm kind of worried that uh, the these Wayne industry stocks there that are funding Batman they're just wiping out these pensions for coal miners <laughs> in, in West Virginia while, you know, those pensions could be better served by the very people that Batman is beating up um, via Jeremy Hoffa investing in some some uh, Vegas casinos. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, now I'm imagining the Wayne Industries whistleblower walking into the Batcave being like, what the hell? All of this money, <laughs> this, was, this was earmarked for burning hydrocarbons. <laughs> we should be putting this in the atmosphere. <laughs> in uh in dark night there was a whistleblower right yeah yeah there he so was like Lucius, oh, yeah, they Lucius Lucius Fox to shut him down oh right yeah 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 and then batman ran his lamborghini into him too <laughs> to save him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so and he did and note he did not kill that whistleblower he i think tony stark would have um but final verdict four against batman i'm four strongly four I mean, he is a manufacturer of weapons, but he is trying to do good, which I guess gives him some carte blanche. But I don't know. He lives. Batman lives. How dare us, you know? Hmm. I think a movie about um, Batman villains, with the exception of Joker, I don't think it counts. But in terms of like Suicide Squad, uh, apparently it sucks. And so I feel like Bruce Wayne has to live just so that you have filler in between say the Heath Ledger scenes. Mm, sure, sure, sure. So, okay. I vote you, he lives. You know, I I ultimately think that we that this uh, you have to um you have to look at things in context. And this is the DC universe where, True. you know, villains may exist, you know, either way. And so it is maybe a necessary thing that needs to be done and if none of these people with actual powers are going to come to Gotham because it's like too low class or something yeah. like that, then like this guy has to take it into his own hands. The other thing I would say is that you have to look at like other billionaires in this universe, like Lex Luthor and shit, right. who have legit like spent the same amount of money on like just trying to kill Superman <laughs> and like became president and shit like that. And so, you know, I, I think that we have to look at these things in context. And, you know, given that uh, Bruce Wayne can sort of tentatively live uh, but undergo reeducation from mm. Oliver Queen. Yes, yes. Green Arrow, certainly the better billionaire. But Bruce uh, Wayne. Um, um, you get to live. Yeah, I think I think No Kill Batman is is a good billionaire within the context. But yeah. I did just want to spend thirty seconds mentioning because we did an episode about this. The closest real life equivalent to the Batcave is a billionaire named Henry Nicholas. He's the 
Broadcom co-founder. They make chips for uh, smartphones and other things. I think we have two real-life equivalents, but yeah. But so he spent $30 million making a real-life bat cave underneath his mansion, which he used to cheat on his wife and do drugs in. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the, as far as we know, the only real-life bat cave is like a giant fuck den that it had like innate Persian rugs (laughs) and like these gold, solid gold columns all over the place. Again, Thirty wow. million dollars, and then uh, there's that other guy we covered who um, has kind of a murky source for his wealth. Um, has a secret retreat. He uh, has a bunch of international connections. <laughs> uh, his own private airplane. <laughs> Who are you talking about, Andy? Uh, I, I forget his name. <laughs> well, this just makes Wayne look even better to me because, like, he has that bat cave and he didn't use it for just mundane. Uh, like lower class sort of proclivities like that. Yep. Ecstasy binges. <laughs> I call those upper class <laughs> proclivities. <laughs> yeah. At least he, I mean, he could have just been in there like with Talia Al Ghul or something the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what if they went into Epstein's temple on the island and they found the bat cave? <laughs> <laughs> Epstein innocent. Epstein innocent. That's the only reason they're covering up. They're like, they can't know he's the Batman. Alan Dershowitz, so will hate him. Alan Dershowitz was like a man who was like feeding him, you know, like he was like, he was like the Commissioner Gordon. No, he's Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. <laughs> Choose Wayne Maxwell's wow. Robin. <laughs> The bat wow, family is God. is maybe the worst aspect to me. Almost <laughs> <laughs> just training yeah. kids gymnastics. That would be otherwise. grooming grooming kids to go yeah, yeah fight uh fight like drug addicts. I guess that would be the uh, ultimate like so will hate him is like you're willing to let yourself be known as an international pedophile <laughs> just to prevent people from discovering <laughs> the existence of this it's, vigilante it's crime better. fighting. Robin, Robin, what you have to do is like go to David Boyd <laughs> and tell him a story. Like it's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, our real life dark night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, well, I've got I've got one I've been looking into. Um, probably one of the most uh, cruel people in the fictional uh, world. His, uh, he is a king, King Koopa Bowser. <laughs> he. <Wow. laughs> Um, I mean, it, you can't say his net worth in dollar terms, but I think in terms of uh, the GDP of the Mushroom Kingdom, he <laughs> is uh, certainly the equivalent of a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He he is devoted to destroying a legitimate government, and uh, he, he he's trying to traffic uh, young women, and he, uh, much like Elon Musk, has legions of um, – uh, kind of moronic creatures that will go and <laughs> sacrifice themselves to defend him at any cost, and so uh, I would I would put Bowser as maybe the worst fictional billionaire. Look, I wow. think there were several irregularities with the last round of voting for the next princess of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> um, I think you know Bowser is a reformer. He's a moderate rating wow. force uh, for the kingdom, and I do I support him. And also, you know the you know completely and utterly grassroots uprising of the Koopas, of those little turtles. I think they're, you know, I think we need to listen to them. I think they're overlords of the the mushroom overlords. Is, is there time to fall? And I support Bowser 100% for taking down um, the Mushroom Kingdom. 
I mean, yeah. incidentally to Bruce Wayne, his villains are Italians. And <laughs> yes. that's something that's skeptical right there. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm with Leslie. Bowser is a is a Vladimir Lenin figure. <laughs> he is rich, but he is using his money to imprison and try to murder the monarchy. <laughs> and the Koopas are the working class. For me, I guess I think that this is another example of that we should really let the Mushroom Kingdom handle its own business. That's <laughs> kind of what I think. I feel like wow. we're here, we're all in the United States, and we're talking about, like, a factional, you know, uh, uh, war uh, uh, of, you know, and they know a lot more about this than we do. And we, like Mario, are, you know, paratrooping in from Brooklyn, and we think we know what's best between... I don't know what suits the Mushroom Kingdom best, if it's a monarchy or if it's a Bowser type. You know, I what I think is that we need to stop intervening is what I need Wait. to think. I think we need to stop intervening and Mario needs to stop going down the fucking pipe. I think we but, know for a fact that two state solution is no longer possible in the Mushroom Kingdom. You don't know that. What the hell do you know about that? <laughs> the land grabs recently by the princess has yeah. for, is forcing Koopa's hand in this. I don't know anything about it is my there, opinion. There's an I'm ecological like... crisis going on there. There's more <laughs> There's more water levels than ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I think, I, I mean, I'm a fan of order and I think that um, what he introduces to uh, the uh, proud sport of go-kart racing uh, <laughs> with his introduction of shells, with his having sure. the largest and uh, most destructive cart is, uh, it's a plague on the sport. And I, you're I, speaking as a fan as a fan of the sport. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a purist in terms of <laughs> Billionaires love yeah. racing cars, and it's not not so, different with Bowser. But you know, he has a shell on his back. He manufactures shells. He's a weapons manufacturer as well. I think exactly. we can all agree with this. I, you know, all, all, all I'm going to say is that, you know, the uh, I we don't know the long and storied history of the Mushroom Kingdom. And Mario <laughs> is just some outsider jumping in and thinking yeah, Mario's a white savior. Mario is <laughs> oh, a yeah. white savior oh, yeah. is what he is. Mario's a white savior. Well, he's Italian. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So final verdict, everyone. Um, does Bowser get the axe? We don't know enough. I'm, I'm not going to I won't I won't take a, uh, a stance on this one. It's there. I it's vote the murder. Deal. Murder. I vote grab him by the tail, throw him into a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I vote go under him when he's jumping and then touch the thing that kills the bridge. Wow. I think the Supreme Court has abolished the use of lava and executions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think he uh, Koopa, I think, is is done. Uh, sorry to say I do want to read before we move from him a tweet because I Googled the idea of Super Mario being the white savior. I'm not going to say who because this person, I don't like this person. They blocked me. They're racist, but they get a lot of shit from the far right. So I'm not going to say their name, but. If you think about it, Super Mario is a story about white colonialism. Rich yes. monarchy Princess Peach occupies a native population. Toads. Infrastru uh. Infrastructure <laughs> spending is erased. Peach lives in the castle while populace is invaded by hostile foreign power. Yep. Mario oh. is a white savior. <laughs> yep, there we go. They got it right. Yep. They already got it right. Thank you for uh. not revealing Andy's Twitter hands. <laughs> Um, all right. So I have one, uh, which I, I, I was a little bit, 
I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this person. Um, and I didn't know necessarily that they were a billionaire. Um, but uh, I'm talking about the patriarch of the Adams family, oh. uh, <laughs> Gomez Adams. Gomez Adams, uh, it seems, has uh, cobbled together about two billion dollars uh, from investments. Uh, he's an investor um, and an attorney, uh, and you know the the head of the <laughs> Adams family. Or something. <laughs> he doesn't practice that often anymore, but and he lives mostly off of his uh, investments. Uh, but Gomez Adams is, is a billionaire. <laughs> well, what do you think? You want, you want Gomez Adams to live or die? He I mean, he's kind of a weird ghost law under Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i have to say you know you bringing up that he's a billionaire that makes like some sense to me now right because oh, yeah. there was the there was the adams family and there were the monsters and the monsters yeah. were like working class stiff like mm -hmm. monsters right with the adams family like they weren't nearly as monstrous they had a better house they didn't yeah. seem to have to do anything all day they could just sit there being in that match and being weird all the time so i mean we have seen a better example of a monstrous family patriarch and uh, I think Herman Monster. So I don't know why we need uh, the Adams family. They can all fucking go. I think they appropriated <laughs> goth culture. Yeah. <laughs> and profited off of it by wow, investing in mid-2000s hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you say that, Leslie, I'm like, maybe I want to see the Munsters tear apart the Adams family. Oh, oh yeah. They would fuck them up. They would fuck them up. I just like, according to Wikipedia, Gomez owns uh, businesses including a swamp, a crocodile farm, a buzzard farm, a salt mine, a tomb. Stone factory, a uranium mine, and many wow. others. No, so he's like he's got a wide portfolio of of, biz, of like sort of macabre businesses that other people wouldn't invest in. He so. sends sends the workers into the uranium mine, and then he gets them on the other end with the tombstone factory. Wow, <laughs> fucked up. You should see his crocodile factory farm. It's just, it's like yeah, Gomez is like a Bain investor. Capital guy. Like he's. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, maybe Gomez does uh, go up against the wall. Yeah. So. Yeah, the monsters are explicitly uh, working class. Well, yeah, we already have the monsters. We don't need this. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck em, fuck em. They're done. They're done. All right. I never liked that snapping <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, we should mention C. Montgomery Burns. Oh, yeah. Of uh -huh. course. Uh, which, you know, I mean, I guess the obvious thing would be to say he's an evil billionaire. But mm -hmm. in fairness, we are going to need him for the Green New Deal. That's right. Because nuclear power yeah, is an true. important part of uh, decarbonization. Oh, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he provides jobs for the, the people of Springfield. I mean, what, what is Springfield without the nuclear power plant? Uh, it's Everyone uh, works there. Yeah. That's 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 their only economic base. Mm -hmm. Okay, but he may have the plants, but we have the power. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Montgomery Burns specifically tried to block out sunlight altogether <laughs> from Springfield, uh, so that people would have to use energy twenty four seven. You know, uh, he does provide jobs, but he doesn't have any respect for his employees, and you know. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that Montgomery Burns probably is a pretty easy, you know, you look at uh, like a Montgomery Burns compared to like a, a Scrooge McDuck. And it's it's just so clear how, how Montgomery Burns has to go. Well, I think I think by blocking out the sun, uh, he was saving the people from themselves, because right. uh, while today solar energy is <laughs> in terms of uh, price per megawatt hour. Uh, yeah. now competitive with nuclear in the 90s it actually wasn't it was much more expensive uh oh. to produce uh, uh solar energy <laughs> and so i think he was he was saving the people of springfield from what would have been a, a, an incredible wow. boondoggle <laughs> wow well in terms of deaths deaths per megawatt per, per terawatt hour of power supplied nuclear power is actually safer than wind Oh really? Really? Yeah, more people die constructing and maintaining wind power than sure. nuclear power. Yeah, on average. So in that in that sense, I think Burns is maybe onto something, and we should keep him. <laughs> but overall, though, I mean, blocking out the sun is just that's too much for me. So that that. <laughs> yeah, but he should all, go through the wall just for that. Almost I all feel. the jobs that he created, creating that sun blocker. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> he did. Uh, I think he sterilized Homer Simpson, which does prevent the writers from creating a new baby in the show. <laughs> so I think he does deserve some credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, you know what? Like, the funny thing is, uh, in in the canon, he made his fortune selling weapons to the Nazis, oh, yeah. which, again, you know, in your mind, bad billionaire. But I would argue that he reminds me of George H.W. Bush. And oh, that's Sean, kind of Sean's going to get into how he feels about the Jewish question. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who made his fortune selling weapons to the Nazis, you know, that's kind of a throwback to the George H.W. Bush presidency, which, you know, Ooh. in the Trump era, I think is, uh, you know, we should have nostalgia for that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trump is so much worse. So, yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I think that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Burns is sort of cut from the same, you know, uh, uh, old uh, rich uncle on penny bags cloth uh, that he's, you know, uh, intended to be, you know, the archety- archetypical billionaire that uh, we should um, kill. Yeah, I mean, he's a Charles Kane type. I think that's certainly yeah. the case with uh, him, lonely billionaire that uh, spends his money on everything, but just wants the one thing he doesn't have. I think it's also <laughs> worth considering that the life expectancy in Springfield um, is is much higher than other shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have been the same age for uh, <laughs> <laughs> thirty years now. Look, I, I'll say this: um, we should kill Montgomery Burns not because of any of the bad things he did, but when he dies, finally this that fucking show can end. It hasn't been <laughs> any good in twenty five fucking years since literally the season where he got shot and almost got. Yeah. <laughs> this show has not been fucking good. So please, please, please. Kill Montgomery Burns. And kill Mr. Simpsons. Burns and kill all the Simpsons. Kill every single kill character. every single character. Just leave Shelbyville. <laughs> it's the working class district. All right. So final verdict on Montgomery Burns. I'm down with killing him. He's got to go. I think uh, so. I'm going to keep him for the sake of uh, our climate. <laughs> <laughs> no, murder. He's dead dead to me and the only one sad is smithers but he'll get over it <laughs> no he goes in too <laughs> oh smithers is hanging himself as soon as he finds out about burns it's the two for the price of one special yeah uh but yes no you guys convinced me burns will go all right cool all right next up this is going to be a controversial one i'm sorry to bring you 
innocent grub stakers lads into this you don't know how fucked up um film twitter people are being about um the pro- the property that this character comes from uh-huh. um you're going to be getting yelled at by people you know tell calling you uh all sorts of awful things because of your opinions on this but you know in, in i think we'll be doing a disservice if we did not you know cover this very hot topic very controversial issue in character Adrian Veidt from Watchmen. (laughs) World's smartest man and richest man. All right, guys. That was the Grubstaker's side of Grubblestation. For more of this, tune in tomorrow, Wednesday, on the Struggle Session feed, and we will continue our discussion of the best fictional billionaires. So thank you all for listening, and we'll check you on the flip side. You must be the Monopoly guy. <laughs> and with that, this has been Grubstakers. I'm Yogi Paul. I'm Andy Palmer. I'm Steve Jeffries. I'm Sean P. McCarthy. Uh, the feed to Struggle Session will be in the description for this episode. You must be the Monopoly Thanks guy. Thanks for listening. <laughs>